What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, October 27th, and we are here to recap the Monday Night Football game between the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, and the Chicago Bears. This game has no bearing on my personal life. In no way did I root for anything about this game. I sat back and casually watched it in my express clothes. By the way, Express is presenting this episode. Express is all new and all about you with a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles. Find out more about Express and their exclusive offer for our Pick 6 podcast listeners later in the show. So, John Breach, Ryan Wilson, joining me here. We don't think there will be a surprise Sean Wagner McGuff experience on this podcast. He's a coward, a front front runner. He's too scared to show up when the Bears get their bleep packed, which they did by the Rams 2410. They got it what? Packed? P-A-C-K-E-D? Packed. Oh, okay. That's a new one. This is not a good-looking football team, and we sort of knew that coming in, and uh, we were talking yesterday about how Russell Wilson, if he plays a B-minus game or B-plus game, the defense doesn't show up. There's no chance. If Nick Foltz has not played an A-plus game and the defense doesn't play an A-plus game, there is no chance in Chicago. Russell Wilson on the Bears would be really good, by the way. They would be undefeated. I mean, I Wilson, I feel like if Nick Foltz would have played a B-minus game here, this would have been a lot closer and possibly the Bears win. Breach, you could be right. I'll be honest. Yeah. I was I was angry watching this game because it was so awful and I was so tired because we, <laughs> we talked till 3 in the morning last night, and I expected a little something more from a 5-1 and one team and didn't get it, so... You, you probably, you're not, you're much closer to the truth than I am, but it's just, so the quarterback situation is frustrating, but as you point out, Nick Foles is, I think we all agree is better than Mitch Trubisky. But at one point in the game, um, what was Brian Greasy made the remark about uh, a little nugget? Brian Greasy, this is from Jason Leisner on, on Twitter. Oh, this is crazy. Brian Greasy just said that Nick Foles told ESPN that sometimes Matt Nagy, the head coach, sends in a play call. And Foles already knows it won't work because he won't have enough time after the snap. So that to me seems like something. So we could talk all we want about the quarterback situation and, and the offense being putrid. Uh, maybe the head coach is also a problem. Well, funny you should say that. Uh, Dan Weirder of, uh, the Chicago Tribune, friend of the program, tweeted out that for the 24th time in Matt Nagy's 40 games as Bears coach, the offense has failed to get to 21 points that is not good and this guy was hired to come in and turn mitchell trubisky into a franchise quarterback he was he came he didn't he didn't come into chicago to be a somebody who runs a decent defense with a crappy quarterback they've had that for 50 years you don't need that you you came in to get the offense revved up and to get it going and matt nagy's offense and I don't know whether you put it on Ryan, put it on Matt Nagy or whether you put it on Ryan Pace for the the people he he's acquired, but I mean the reality is that their offense stinks and it's it's not good, it's not impressive, it's not creative. David Montgomery runs for three yards and then they throw to the lifeless corpse of Jimmy Graham every now and then. It, it's it's a terrible offense. Well, and you just said that he was brought in to turn Mitchell Trubisky into franchise quarterback. He literally did the opposite of that. He got, he got he got Mitchell Trubisky benched and he traded for Nick Foles, who was probably the sixth best quarterback available during the offseason to be acquired, whether through trade 
or by signing. And, and you look at what the Bears have done this season. It's all defense. It's, it's like that went over the Buccaneers 20 to 19 because their defense was good. They beat the New York Giants 17 to 13. How embarrassing would that have been lost have been? That was all defense. They beat the Panthers 23 16. Their defense just shows up every game. They scored the only touchdown against the Rams and it is just unbelievable because you had, uh, they drove down to what I think the four yard line and Nick Foles throws into double coverage and throws an interception. And then they got down the side of the 10 yard line another time in this game. So there's two times in the second half where if they get a touchdown, this is a whole different ball game. Uh, but Nick Foles is a statue back there, which is insult to statues because those are more mobile than Foles and he just gets crushed on fourth down. So it's just like, there's no hope back there. I think maybe uh, by the way, Foles Brian drive Greasy him. Was, Brian Greasy was definitely not supposed to tell that story on air. Yeah, that was uh, that, and I just put the clip in there too. Uh, if you want the, said, the audio, we were talking to Nick Foles yesterday, and sometimes play calls come in. And I don't, I know I don't have time to execute that play call, and I'm the one out there getting hit. Matt Nagy, he doesn't know how much time there is back here. Like Brian Greasy is going to get yelled at by Wait somebody. No, no, Brian Greasy is not getting yelled at. Nick Foles is getting yelled at. Why is he blabbing? Flapping yeah, his guns. Fair. I mean, what's Brian Greasy? Because it's it's a story though, and he's not directly quoting Foles. And like, who do you think is more likely to throw someone under the bus, Nick Foles or like someone with Brinson's personality? Like Nick Foles seems like the last. No offense, Brinson, but Foles seems mm-hmm. like literally the last guy in the world who would. You said no offense to Brinson. Well, he's peacocking around because the Bears lost. <laughs> but but like, peacocking. Foles doesn't seem like the guy who would throw his head coach like, under the bus. Let me ask you this, Breach, because you mentioned it, and this is always this is always said during the offseason, but now I think the perspective may have changed that you talked about them acquiring Nick Foles when there's so many other options. So we'll, we'll do a quick uh, comparison. Would you rather have right, right now, would you rather have Nick Foles or Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton is somewhat mobile, and that's all they need because it, once you put fresher on Nick Foles, okay. he's done. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Yes, yes or no, Nick Foles. Who do you want? Just two words, Nick. You Paul wanted to get out of here in ten to fifteen, Andy to twenty-five Dalton. minutes. And you brought up Andy Dalton. What's wrong with you, Andy well, Dalton? And what about you, Brinson? Would you rather have Nick Foles right now, Nick Foles or Andy Dalton? I'll take Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, that's okay. That means Nick Foles. So fair enough. We're well, not sold on Andy Dalton. Hold on. Now, let me get through the list, and then you can talk. Tyrod Taylor. Was he available? No, they didn't. They already had Tyler Taylor. So, uh, okay, Cam Newton or, or, or Nick, right now, Cam Newton or Nick Foles in Chicago. Are you, are you freaking serious? I mean, if it was like first three yeah. weeks of the season, is this pre COVID, Cam? Right. Who, now. who was tearing it up right Cam, in the second? Cam, Cam I, I rewatched that game. That game's, that, that game's not on Cam. He has no weapons. The offensive scheme isn't. isn't okay. Listen, you Cam, just said, you take Cam all day long over Nick Foles. If breach is triggered by Andy Dalton, you got to settle down with the Cam. So two words is what I need from you, numb nuts. Cam Newton. Breach. Right now, Cam Newton or Nick Foles in Chicago? Cam. See, you hesitated. So I. Also, first of all, you need to watch okay. the game again and well, not be drunk. Well, keep playing your game. Jameis Winston or Nick that's Foles? Right. I'm taking Jameis. Jameis. But that's also because we haven't seen Jameis. Philip Rivers. Two- Philip Rivers or Nick Foles? Well, Philip Rivers. Phillip, but it's not as, I mean, it's not as uh, clear as Brinson seems to think it is. I mean, Philip Rivers hasn't, he's played well, he played well last. Tom Brady or Nick Foles? <laughs> Tom Brady. Nick Foles. Nick Foles beat Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady, Brady, Tom Brady might be the MVP right now. Look, the point, but I don't, like we don't didn't want to put it all like I didn't want to put it all on Cam and you don't want to put it all on Dalton. Cam played like dog crap, dude. He played awful. He was awful. He'd been awful for two weeks. But I mean, it's I'm just saying 
Like Dalton played awful, but it's not all on Dalton. And this isn't all that wasn't all on Cam. And this isn't all on Foles. Now Foles missed. No, no one says it is. But I mean, the point is that we we crushed that decision, and it turns out it was. I mean, it wasn't a great decision, but it wasn't as lopsided as perhaps we thought. I, what going to Nick Foles or opting for Nick Foles over Cam or Andy? No, no, it was they, they opted for Nick Foles so that way they could. Like give Trubisky the job and Trubisky won the job. And then he was so bad that they gave it to Foles anyway. But I think the bigger problem for the bears here is not Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky. It's Ryan Pace and maybe Matt Nagy. Like Ryan Pace is not good at his job objectively. And I know he won executive of the year, but this guy, he used an early pick on David Montgomery, who is not good. David Montgomery is not good. If you're going to defend Cam and Andy Dalton, I'll defend Dave Montgomery because I was actually having the same thoughts midway through this game. I said, like, God, I liked him a lot two years ago. He was number two behind Josh Jacobs in terms of how I like the running backs. In a different situation, I think he has more success, but he has not been good, and there's no other way around it. And I just wonder He's if – already said just... the NFL record for career three-yard carries. So uh, talking about Matt Nagy, let, let's, let, indulge me and let's play one more game. We'll, we'll rank the – the young guys coming out of the Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton, out of the um, Andy <laughs> Reed. Brainwash you. I know, Andy Reed coaching tree. So Matt Nagy's clearly one of them. And let's rank these guys. I include Doug Peterson because he's sort of a newish coach, even though he's he's probably a little older than Matt. Um, Sean McDermott. Um, that's it. Like John Harbaugh, but he's a little older. So Matt Nagy, Sean, Sean McDermott, Doug Peterson, and I'll include Todd Bowles because he's a, a youngish coach, even though he's older. So. How are we ranking? I mean, Matt Nagy seems to be last in that situation, right? Is Todd Bowles. I think Todd Bowles is a Bruce Arians coaching tree. Well, according to Wikipedia, he's part of the Andy Reid coaching tree. Okay, all right, I'll give it to you. I mean, Ron Rivera is too. Right, yeah. but I didn't want to use. All, I'm trying to keep them relatively young, newish coaches. Well, McDermott's one, right? Well, then, wait, wait, wait. Peterson won a Super Bowl. I'll take McDermott over Peterson. I think it would too. I just want to make Debo mad. Debo, can you cut that and put it on Twitter for tomorrow? Sean McDermott's a great coach. He doesn't have a Super Bowl. He's never won a playoff game. Says Andy Andy Dalton Dalton of coaches. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a funny thing. As you talk to yourself. Okay, Sean McDermott. I'm going to say this about Matt Nagy because I actually think he has done a decent. He's not. He, he's not picking his quarterback, as you said, Brenton. It's Ryan Pace to blame. He's the one who's giving the personnel. And you look at what Matt Nagy's been given. He took over a five and eleven team in 2017. Went 12 and four. Everyone at CBS Sports picked the Chicago Bears to finish in last place Did he in go 2020. And or Vic Fangio. If who? Fangio what? Big Fangio was defensive coordinator. I mean, that's okay. Right, right, right. So you want to get, take a little bit of credit away from him. That's fine for 2018. They still went 12 and four. And this year they're five and two. If they go four and five down the stretch in their final, whatever games, they're going to go nine and seven. They're in the playoffs. I agree. And I've, I've been saying as much. Now I do think that that is likely when you look at their schedule, because they have the Jaguars and the Texans and the Vikings and a very spicy matchup against the Lions. But I do not think that this team is guaranteed a playoff spot, the Bears. They're not good. They, offensively, they can't do anything. Right. They can't That's... stay on schedule. If they run into a semi-decent defenses or a semi-decent defense, and defenses are starting to tighten up a little bit here as we get into the middle of the season, they so are in trouble and they can't move the ball. Now, they're good on defense, but they're not they're, great. They're No, they're number five according to – Football outsiders. Eddie Jackson looked like he hyperextended his knee. That is a big problem. That's an issue. By the way, you mentioned the Texans coming in. I don't know if you mentioned them as uh, potentially getting steamrolled by the, the Bears or, or maybe a competitive matchup. But the Bears are 14th in DVO heading into Week 7. The Texans are 15th. And they're flipped. Like the, the Bears are 26th in offense. The Texans are 27th in defense. 
The Texans are eighth in offense, and I just mentioned the Bears are fifth in defense. So it'll be uh, an interesting matchup. But I, I think right now, I sort of like the Texans. Uh, I think you said the game's in two weeks. Uh, the Bears schedule is actually open in one of my browsers, so I can tell you. They have the Saints next week, Sunday afternoon in Chicago. They have the Titans the week after that. Oh, wait a second now. In Tennessee. Should they have an easy schedule? The Saints and the Titans are easy? It's it's after their bye. They still have to play the Vikings twice, the Jags, the Lions, the Texans. So there are there are a lot of easy games, but there are a couple difficult games. The Vikings twice. I, I wouldn't think it's I don't think it's crazy that they would split with the Vikings. The Vikings aren't gonna lose every game, but they could beat the Vikings twice. Um yeah, the Texans they should pro- they should beat, they'll be favored. They they'll they'll beat the Jaguars. They haven't played the Packers once. If they win those games you just mentioned, that's eight right there. And then you just have to win one out of two games against Green Bay, Tennessee, and New Orleans to get to nine wins. Oh, well, eight and eight might be slapped there in the face. Eight and eight? I don't think eight and eight's getting in the playoffs in the NFC. No. Oh, no, I'm it's not definitely not. I'm not convinced they're beating the Texans. Right. But, okay, so I feel like we've just sort of done a big picture. What specifically from this game? I, I, this game stunk. It was awful. It was terrible. Well, hold on. You want to ask a question about this game? I got something to say about this game. What don't, you guys don't, don't mention the punt. What you just punter. witnessed was possibly the greatest punting performance in the history breach, breach, of football. Breach. breach. How many times do you have to do this podcast before you realize we talk about one team and then we take a break and then we talk? About the it's other. called a tease. All right, coming up. At, let's, let's, <laughs> got you there. <laughs> <laughs> the tease dog. Laying in my in my house watching this game, wondering why why do I exist? I was at least glad that uh I was wearing some comfortable clothes. There's no denying what comfortable clothes can do for your confidence. Maybe Matt Nagy needs maybe Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles need some comfortable clothes. Maybe they need to call Express. I put on Express and I'm having a good day. I'm going to grind through Monday. Got to write an article. Got to do a show. Got to do three or four podcasts. Got to teach my son an entire day's worth of curriculum. Got to you know, hang out with my wife. I'll do it. Look, it's a busy Monday, man. You got to be casual, but you got to be comfortable and you got to be, you know, efficient. That's what Express offers. Some days we do this podcast at 9 a.m. Some days we do the pod at 2 a.m. I need all day comfort. That's what I get from Express. Like I'm wearing sweats, but nobody that sees me on CBS Sports HQ or the Pick 6 YouTube channel or out about in Raleigh knows that when I leave my house. Funny. So check out what Express has to offer. Text the word football to 397737 and you'll get $25 off a $50 purchase. That's 50% off a $50 purchase. Just text 397737. Oh, sorry, sorry. Text the word football to 397737. So, Bridge, you mentioned a show from Johnny Hecker. Is he the MVP? He is absolutely. Brinson, this was one of the greatest punting performances in NFL history. I was like Wilson. I was getting pretty bored of this game. And all of a sudden, you know, Johnny Hecker had a fantastic first half. And I was like, you know, I'm going to keep this on. Well, because I have to podcast with these guys, so I should probably know what happens. But I want to see if there's any more punts. And you know the Rams offense are. There's going to be more punts. And here is what he did. He punted five times in this game. And on all five punts, he pinned the Chicago Bears inside their own 10-yard line. He pinned them at the one. He pinned them at the five. He pinned them at the six. He pinned them at the seven. And he pinned them at the 10. That is absolutely insanity. In the first half, uh, his first two punts set up 
eventual Rams scores because the Bears didn't do anything. Then they had to punt. The Rams got good field position. And then L.A. went down and scored. So their first 10 points, Johnny Hecker should get the assist. And then the second half, when the Bears were trying to kind of claw their way back in, he launched a 57-yard punt that got down at the one-yard line and a 63-yard punt that got down at the six-yard line. My God, I'm going to watch this game over and over. It might have been the boringest game ever for most people, but if you appreciate good punts, this is a game you're not going to have on your DVR or in your video <laughs> library so you can enjoy it for the rest of the time. You're not going to mention the, the watermelon punt? Uh, the watermelon punt is brilliant. And we saw uh, the onside kick with the Cowboys earlier this season. That was the watermelon kick with Zerline. He was with the Rams and uh, Bones is the. Hey, uh, speaking of Cowboys, did you see Mike Nolan today on uh, on Monday? <laughs> no, why? He's doing his press conference. He's like, oh, hold on. Sorry, guys. I uh, had some Tabasco in my finger and it got in my eye. He did not say that. Yeah, yes, he did. Dude. That's he what he said, right? Huh? He showed it like a hundred times on TV. He's like, oh, hold on. I got, I rubbed I spent, a bunch of Tabasco in my eye. Hold on. I gotta, I gotta. I spent all day driving. I missed it. I was going to uh, say, have you not been on the internet for a single minute? It's literally been everywhere. <laughs> I woke little- up, I woke up late this morning in Stanford because I have a doctor's appointment at, at, in Syracuse. So I had to run, I literally got to my doctor's appointment nonstop and got there like 10 minutes to, I had to go to my kid's soccer game. So I, I saw zero internet today until just now. Uh, by the way, the Bears, uh, five and two, despite being I, I'm okay, by the way. I'm, thanks for asking. The doctor said I'm fine. Fine. Don't worry about you. Are you okay, Ryan? No. The, you know, the Bears don't even have the, they have the third, they have the best point differential of all five and two teams with a negative point differential. There are three of them. Who are the, the other Browns, five and two teams? The Browns have a, uh, ESPN, it's a look at standings, but, uh, Good point. The Browns are five and two with a negative twenty-one point differential. The Bills are five and two with a negative four point differential. The Bears are five and two with a negative two point differential. And I think that when we look at this game, and we kind of when we get closer to the end of the season, we might look at this game as as what cost the Bears a playoff spot if the Rams get in over Chicago, which is entirely possible because all four teams in the NFC West could get in. And I think the Rams might be good. The Rams are better than they are. Um... Who they lose to last week? They played. They played a dud last week. Well, I'm going to say one thing real quick about that because I know we've been talking about the fact that all these uh, NFC West teams could end up in the postseason. There is one downside to having all the teams in this race, and that's what uh, it's tiebreakers. Because right now, let's just say the season ended today, so this tiebreaker thing is easy to explain. The Bears are five and two, the Cardinals are five and two, and the Rams are five and two. So that's your five, six, and seven team. If there, let's say there was another team. Uh, eighth at five and two, the Rams and Cardinals tiebreaker, they, they use a divisional tiebreaker to eliminate one of those teams first. So the Bears and Rams head to head matchup wouldn't matter. That's fair. That's a good point. That's a good point. So it will be interesting if we do have like say three NFC West teams locked into, you know, those bottom spots. And by the way, in the, in the Browns defense for their terrible point differential, that basically is the two blowout losses to the Ravens in week one and to the Steelers last week. So they lost to good teams? Well, those two games were lopsided, 38 or whatever, to 7 and 6. Otherwise, I think they, you know, clearly won some football games. And the other, I think the, those are only two losses. So that's it. Yeah. That's all, that's all the points. Okay. There you go. So are the Rams. I feel like we've been kind of not knowing what to think of them all season because going into this game, their four wins were against the NFC East. You know, like, what do you know about someone that's like winning? 
an arm wrestling contest against four babies. You know, like you don't know anything. You don't know how strong you are if that happens. The Bengals tied. The Bengals tied one of those babies. Yes, the Bengals did tie one of those babies. Uh, yeah. So now, and now they get to play the Dolphins. They get Tua's first start, uh, which I, I can't believe that Flores is throwing two out against Aaron Donald. That just seems like a disaster waiting to happen. But, you know, they don't have an easy schedule either coming up. After the Dolphins, they have the Seahawks, the Buccaneers, the 49ers, and the Cardinals. Yikes. I feel like we don't know anything about this season so far. Like, I feel like <laughs> the more we play, the less I know about what's like who's good and who's bad. Every week I'm changing my mind about what's going on. Like, the most stable thing. Dick Foles just said. The most stable thing is Bridget and Russ Media. The most stable thing. Might be the Eagles winning the division of the NFC East. All right, go but ahead. The, the go Jets ahead. finishing in last. Nick yes. Falls is doing his press conference as we're recording this. He said, bear in mind the Bears, the Bears just lost to fall to five and two. And he said, everything's in front of us. The season's not over. <laughs> season's not over. You're five and two, bro. You literally interrupted me to say that. I mean, that's the Bears in a nutshell. They know that, they're wrong. But also, that's what we fraudulent. we just made it sound like the first half of the podcast that their season is over. So I feel like that's how everyone's reacting to this loss, and Foles is reacting the same way, which just makes it even more hilarious. Um, I think the Rams are good. Jared Goff still is a concern. Dar- I think Daryl Henderson's awesome. Sean McVay got a little cute at the end of this game. You're trying to run Robert Woods on a jet sweep when you're trying to run the clock out. Just feed the ball to your running backs. Don't fumble. That's how the Bears even had a prayer to get back into this game. They didn't have a prayer, though. I think that's the thing you run, and you say, worst case, they score a touchdown, and we still win by 14 points. Yeah, I mean, you still want to let it happen, though. I, I, I just think I think the Rams' offense is good again, mm. and they went up against a good defense. And I think they'll probably handle uh, you know, lesser teams fairly well. How do you know that? Breach just pointed out they've beaten the NFC East. Well, those are lesser teams. They handled pretty well. That's yeah, true. You're, you're not going to get to the playoffs going that way is my point. You're five and two now. They're in that, they're in the division where they're, they're third place. I, I mean, their defense has, they have the Dolphins, the Seahawks. Ooh, this is a tough schedule. Well, the, all those NFC West teams have the, no, Dolphins, Seahawks, Buccaneers, 49ers, Cardinals, Patriots. Well, they'll beat the Patriots. <laughs> we know that much. Oh. Be I don't sure. know. McVay, McVay has sort of a history of Super Bowl revenge. Sort of curling up when he sees Bill Belichick. I, I, I don't know. The Ram, I think the Rams are a good team. I think the Rams are the worst team in their division. I don't mean that as a slight. That's not a slight. That's, that makes them the fifth best team in the NFC. Seventh. Uh, yeah, I think the seventh is where they're at right they're, now. There's going to be some, some, something's going to happen with these NFC West teams, whether it's an injury or a fluke game or something where one of them is going to miss the playoffs. You know, it's interesting though that you, you think that the Rams are absolutely the worst team because if there is one team that Cliff Kingsbury and, and Kyler Murray really struggled against last year, it was the Rams because they had the 49ers on the ropes. They had the Seahawks on the ropes last season, but they got stopped by the Rams, uh, in both games. And I don't know if that's just, McVay out, you know, McVay and Kingsbury are good buddies. It's just knowing your opponent so well that you know what they're going to do or the Rams just had more talent. Uh, but I, you know, I wouldn't just come out and say that the Rams are definitely worse than the Cardinals. Would you say the Rams season is over? <laughs> yes. No, I would say that. I mean, you could, have, Rams you, are fine. You, know, you could have just two teams go from the NFC West. I just, you know, I mean, uh, you just don't know. 
Well, there's going to be one team from the NFC East. We can all agree on that. Yeah, you can get two teams from the NFC South and two teams from the. So no. So you need one team from the. NFC North. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. It would come so, down to like the Bears versus the Rams or Bears versus the Cardinals right. or Bears versus the 49ers. I mean, that's, it's going to okay. come down to the Bears. Are the Bears what we saw tonight? Or are the Bears a better team with a better defense that can steal some more wins? That's the question. Can they Maybe. steal some wins against, they stole wins early. Can they steal a couple more wins late down the stretch? And if they can, they'll make the playoffs. If not, then all four NFC West teams are getting in. Be way more entertaining if the NFC West teams make it and the Bears don't. No offense, Bears. Fans. Would you at all consider going back to Mitchell Trubisky at any point? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, this is what I was going to say about the, you know, Foles flopping once they got inside the 10 yard line because he, 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 there's not enough room to think because the defense can cover everything when you're inside the 10 because there's, they have less room to work with. And then once Foles faces a pass rush, you can't do anything. What if like you just let Foles drive them downfield and then you put Trubisky in? Once they get to the red zone, he's Taysom Hill, basically. Yes, except Foles isn't as good as Brees, so you don't feel bad about pulling him. And Mr. Biscay is actually better than Taysom Hill. I mean, boom! You're a we genius. just we just did Matt Nagy's job for him. You're a genius, Breach. I'm gonna tweet that to the Bears Twitter account and see if they're interested. All right, do we anything else in this game? How the uh, how are the Bears special teams, Breach? Anything on that? Um, well, they were only on the field for what, like two plays? I'll be honest, I didn't watch their special. I just, the, 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 actually, the Rams probably a little iffy now at kicker because, uh, Sam Sloman had a field goal blocked in this game and it's because he kind of has a naturally low kick and he'd been struggling extra points earlier. I won't be surprised if they end up making a change. I don't think they would do it this week because they're on a short week and they have to fly cross country to Miami. Uh, but they do have a bye after that. And I hope they don't because if you're watching on YouTube, I am wearing my Miami of Ohio hoodie because that is where Sloman went to school and also where Sean McVay went to school. By the way, um, I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, the, uh, the Bears and Rams, three straight years in a row, primetime games, and all three games are going under. And the Bears and Rams play hammer the under. Hope you listen to the betting podcast beforehand. DFS, we didn't do a whole lot for you. We were on Josh Reynolds, so sorry about that. But that's the show. See you tomorrow.